Game on the line, you can bet we take them. Go black and gold, black and gold. Don't stop, boy. We trying to win the Super Bowl. We, we rock and roll, rock and roll. Touchdown, go Saints. We gonna do it some more. We, we rock and roll, rock and roll. Touchdown, go Saints. Now nah, give me some more. Now nah, who that? Who that? Holla, who that? Who that? This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And there may be someone out there that may be considering starting a podcast of their own, or they probably already started a podcast and they're just trying to see some of the steps they can take to make their podcast even better. Well, I encourage you to check out the SOTS seminar that will be coming up. Uh, This seminar will be designed to help individuals that are starting a podcast or have already started a podcast, giving them the information and tools that they need in order to help their podcast grow. So take part in the SOTS podcast seminar. For more information, email the State of the Saints podcast at stateofthesaints at gmail.com. That's stateofthesaints at gmail.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on cue, as I do my intros, uh, Paxton normally just comes and walk in through the through, uh, through the door. Uh, so uh, he just told me that he has to go. So um, just keep it locked right here to the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, as I go do my dad duties. Hey, this is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to thank the fine folks at Raycon Earbuds, being one of the official sponsors of the State of the Saints podcast, a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. You know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately. You know, a lot of the guys that, you know, follow the New Orleans Saints. And it's been really, really great. And one of the reasons why it's been great is because of my brand new Raycon earbuds. I mean, they definitely can do it. Raycon is an everyday earbud. It looks, feels, and sounds great. With optimized gel tips and a perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycon gives you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. That's incredible. Raycon are priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of a premium audio brand. It's no wonder Raycon Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. All you have to do is go to Raycon.com today. Use the promo code TPPN15. That's TPPN15. You'll get 15% off of your Raycon order. Once again, use the promo code TPPN15. And you will save 15% on your Raycon earbud purchase. Trust me, you'll thank me later.
All right, sorry about that, who that nation, but like I always say, I'm a father first, so my boy had to come in there, and we're working on potty training, so y'all know how that go, man. When they tell you they have to go, you got to do what you got to do. But thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Really do appreciate your time. Really thank you for uh, stopping by so we can talk a little bit about the Saints Week 5 matchup, Saints versus the Seattle Seahawks in the Caesars Superdome. Uh, so this show is basically just talking about uh, some of the things the Saints need to do in order to get the victory today. Uh, before we get started, uh, I would just like for a lot of you to know uh, there are some inactives. Of course, we already know about quarterback Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas. Uh, but as of today, uh, you have inactives of Marcus May, uh, Kelvin Throckmorton, uh, Nick Vanette, uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, which is a it was a, a huge blow to the wide receiver room. And uh, those are some guys that the Saints really rely on to help. Um, Marcus May is missing, I want to say, a second game in a row. And Jarvis Landry has been dealing with that knee injury that he had a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he tried to fight through it in London, but I just think he maybe he just had a little bit of setback. So that opens up opportunities for guys like uh, Traquan Smith, uh, Deontay Hardy, and also Marquez Callaway. And you know that Chris Alave, who has been serving as that number one receiver role, uh, he's going to get most of the attention. They're probably going to be able to roll some some coverage over there to his side. So it's going to take some of these other guys to be able to step up. We've seen uh, Callaway make a tough contested catch last week. Uh, we want to see him follow that up. And also, you know, if we can get some catches in between between Traquan and Deontay Hardy, uh, that would be nice as well. Uh, Andy Dalton will get his second start. So um, you're probably going to be seeing some some play. Maybe we'll see some uh, some catches by the tight ends. Uh, you had Adam Troutman uh, had a few catches last week. Jawan Johnson had a catch. Uh, so uh, this is going to be huge for a lot of these guys. Uh, they got to step up in the absence of Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. And also we have the return of Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara did not play last week uh, due to that rib injury that he's been dealing with since week one. Uh, he tried to gut it out versus the Carolina Panthers. Even he said it was a pretty bad idea for him to come back so prematurely. Uh, he decided to miss the game, or the Saints uh, coaching staff decided to uh, have him miss the game against Minnesota. But now he's back, and I just feel like it's probably going to be a good game for Alvin Kamara if he's he healthy. Maybe we'll see a little bit of the glimpses of Alvin Kamara, which we uh seen in the past. And what gives me that level of confidence is because Andy Dalton has done a really good job in years past throwing the ball to the running back. Now, if you go and follow the Cincinnati Bengals, you know he had guys, you know, he could catch the ball out of backfield, uh, you know, like uh, even Jeremy Hill. You know, Jeremy Hill was there for a while. Uh, you also had Gio uh, Bernard. He was there. And also for a glimpse, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, uh, before, you know, Joe Burrow was his quarterback, you also had him catching the ball out of backfield. So Andy Dalton has always utilized the running backs, uh, throwing to them out of the backfield. So this can possibly be uh, some one of those games where we actually see the Saints start to utilize the screens. But that's not going to be the reason why uh, the Saints are going to win, in my opinion. Uh, the Saints are going to win because I just feel like this is one of those games where uh, it, maybe this is going to be one of those games where we've been looking for, where the New Orleans Saints – actually winning by halftime or being close or tied or something like that during halftime where you don't have to completely suspend and throw out the entire offensive playbook. Uh, do I feel like their offensive woes are going to change and they just going to light up the scoreboard? Absolutely not. But I think that there's some things that they can actually uh, capitalize on, you know, something they can actually build on that they did last week. No, they didn't get the victory. And yes, it was a heartbreaking loss with the double doink field goal. But they did a lot of good things. Uh, they did a lot of good things to win that football game. So the Saints have to do some good things not to lose the football game. So you look at them offensively. Uh, I think they match up really well versus the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks uh, total, uh, they're giving up about 430 yards per game, 438 yards uh, per game. A lot of that can be kind of misconstrued due to the fact that they went to a shootout and they allowed uh, the, the previous opponent, the Detroit Lions, put up 40 points on. So that can be a little bit of a uh, you know outlier. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, we know 
that they're one of those teams. They like to be physical no matter what their defensive circumstance is, and they like to run the football. Uh, Rashard Penny is coming off a really big game. Last week, I want to think, I think he averaged about eight yards a carry. I don't see the New Orleans Saints giving him eight yards a carry, but you got to be able to neutralize uh, the running game because what happens is if you don't neutralize the running game, just like the Saints on last week and in certain points of the game, it sets up the play action and you leave guys on the island all alone. Uh, I mentioned my son, you know, having to go, you know, use the potty. Uh, speaking of which, we got to talk about DK Metcalf, uh, who had a big game. Uh, he didn't get into the end zone, but he had over 140 yards receiving, and he will be most more than likely going up against Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore, who had a, a tough outing against a really a really good wide receiver in Justin Jefferson, so you know he's going to want to bounce back. Uh, we watched the game last year between DK Metcalf and and, and Marshawn Lattimore. It seemed like you know they were getting a little physical. Seemed like DK Metcalf was trying to big boy or try to you know try to sun that man. Uh, it, it wasn't a good look. We know that um, these are the type of matchups that Lattimore mostly you know gets to be able to like get the. I guess you know he, he's the guy that wins these type of matchups. The guys that are big, the guys that are physical. The, the, the smaller guys, the little, you know, uh, sophisticated, finesse-type receivers are the ones that he battles with, not so much the big guys who are big and physical. So I think that this game right here is going to be, you know, a, a game where I feel like, you know, he, he's not going to be able to completely stop D.K. Metcalf, but there are going to be some plays where, you know, he prevents D.K. Metcalf from making an even bigger play. And then you also have one of my favorite wide receivers in the league, very underrated, uh, Tyler Lockett, a guy that can get down the field, a guy that can get behind your defense. So it all starts by stopping the run. You got to be able to stop the run. And I heard people talking about Geno Smith being a running quarterback. Geno Smith is not a running quarterback. He's a He runs when he has to, when he feels like the pocket is breaking down and he has to go out here and he got to make a play. That's when you see Geno Smith running. Uh, I feel like anybody is calling Geno Smith uh you know running quarterback is just simple he black and he'll quarterback and that's just the stigma right you know what i'm saying like he black i mean he can, he got some wheels he gonna run out of pocket more times than not but geno smith is a is a guy that can beat you from the pocket he's gonna throw the football where it needs to be he's extremely accurate this season he's leading the nfl in completion percentage at 77 percent i don't expect for him to stay at 77 percent but i mean it shows you right there where he is as a passer and a guy that's, that seems like he's really uh, figuring it out. Now, I had the Saints winning this game 27-16, to 16, uh, but due to the absence of a Jarvis Landry, a guy that I feel like can actually move the sticks, uh, I, I feel like I got to take a few points off. So I'm going to say the Saints are going to win uh, by a score of 23-16. Uh, to 16. I, think that that, I think that Jarvis Landry plays a huge role. Uh, he's a guy that can, you know, get those yards after the catch and also – gives you those uh you know first downs when you when you're uh on third down so i feel like that that loss right there is going to be uh huge also uh we we heard about uh, some moves that the saints made uh, the saints brought back wide receiver kevin white uh before anybody rolls their eyes about that uh if you watched kevin white in preseason he did a really good job on special teams and if you watched the game last week uh versus the minnesota vikings you see why the saints need to make some moves on special teams uh, speaking of special teams, um, I, I would like to see Deontay Hardy play a little bit better. Um, that just was something that, that just kind of popped in my head. But some moves that the Saints made, Kevin White coming back. They also signed Chris Harris Jr. And they activated him to the active roster on yesterday, if you're uh, watching or listening to this on a Sunday. And they, they activated Chris Harris Jr. along with Keith Kirkwood, uh, who they signed, a former New Orleans Saint. Uh, went to the Carolina Panthers for a couple of years, and now he's coming back being on the active roster. Don't expect for him to really do anything today. Uh, more like just, you know, dress in case somebody gets hurt. He can come in, maybe, you know, run a few routes, be able to make some plays because he's familiar uh, with the Saints offense. But that right there. Okay, hold on one second, buddy. Sorry, something's not right. All right. All right. As I watch Paxton's nose. All right. Okay. But uh, anyway, but yeah, 23 to 16 is the score that I feel like, uh, you know, the, the Saints are going to get the victory. 
let's go ahead and stroll up out uh read some of your questions and then it's, this is going to be a relatively short show you know we're going to be back for halftime we're going to be back for the post game uh so that that's the way that you know it's going to be let's see um why is uh Peyton Turner inactive that's concerning yeah that's that's extremely concerning yeah that's con- uh yeah it is yeah you hold your microphone okay and daddy hold it okay <laughs> Okay, daddy doing the show, okay? You go get your tablet. All right. Thank you, buddy. But anyway, uh yeah, um that is very concerning. It's very concerning uh that you know Peyton Turner is a healthy scratch. You know, what I mean, being a first round pick, the Saints expected you to be, you know, an integral part of the team going into your second season, and it seems like he's having a hard time getting on the field, and that tells you a lot. That tells you that the guys that are, you know, like, you know, some of these uh, guys that are part of that defensive rotation are beating them out if he can't even see the field. That's not a good look, and it might be something that we need to pay attention to uh, going down the stretch. I really don't see Seattle 3-4 holding up against Kamara and Olave. I know adjustments will be made. I just know these two athletes are better than uh, their athletes on defense. Execution is a must. Well, look, I, I think that some teams actually match up bad uh when it i mean the saints offense matches up bad against certain teams defenses especially when they have athletic linebackers you know because the saints rely so much on the screen and they you know some of these uh short yardage passes that turn into something even more so but i mean bobby wagner isn't walking through that door and the guy that has been replacing him he's done some good things but you know he's done not so good things so this is a young uh, defense for Seattle that's still trying to figure it out. And this isn't Earl Thomas's uh, Seattle Seahawks. I can tell you that. But it doesn't mean that these guys are on a prideful bunch and they watch that tape and they want to be able to make up for some of the ineptitude that happened last week. So anybody just think, oh, man, they, Detroit scored 40 on them. That means we're going to easily score 40 on them. I can't, I can't say that, you know, because all teams are different, especially when teams are not in your conference and you're not familiar well, how they're going to come at you. So there's that. Uh, hit that like button, everyone. Yeah, I, pre- I appreciate everybody. Hit the like button. Uh, 151 people watching this right now. I ask that you hit the like button. Uh, we can't shake the injuries, man. Well, look, if injuries come. All, you know, that's just the way that it is. As long as football is, is going to be here, there are going to be injuries to key positions. That's why it's very important for teams to have really good depth uh, in situations like this. You know, they got that next man up mentality. Uh, take take what you want from that. We all know that there's a reason why guys are starters. There's a reason why guys aren't starters. So the next man up mentality is basically like you have somebody that's pretty solid there until your star gets back. And um, if that happens, then I think the Saints would be fine. But uh, look, I think the Saints are, are in much better shape than they were last year if you would have like significant injuries to key name players, I can, I feel like there's a much of a, a bigger difference. Let's see if we don't win, I'm going to put a hit out on DA. Well, uh, you definitely shouldn't want to say that on social media. I can tell you that, <laughs> but uh, um, look, this, these are, these are the games, you know, that, that decide, you know, what type of coach, uh, what type of direction your team is going in. And, you know, you can kind of give the saints a little bit of a pass, uh, because you got a lot of bad football being played out here. A lot of teams are two and two. Uh, you got a few teams that's one and three. So a lot it, it's taking a, a lot of teams <clears throat> time to figure it out. But the thing about it is you don't want to be so complacent and lackadaisical, then you fall into a one and four hole. That's when it, the, the 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 panic is really going to start happening. That's when really you know when people are really going to want to you know want some heads to roll, if you will. So um whatever's going on with the new orleans saints they better go ahead and fix it because fans ain't fans are tired of hearing about how close you are and and how much you're shooting yourself in the foot is it, it, it comes a time when you start hearing the same things over and over again and, and and you find yourself like like tuning out and i feel like if you start to have more games where you're doing the same things over and over again people are gonna start tuning you out and they're gonna think um Maybe it ain't just the team, it's, it's the, the person that's coaching this team. And, you know, I mean, the Saints organization and Saints fans 
or pri prideful now. You know, like we we've uh, reached levels of success and we want to stay there. And, you know, if we're not in a hunt or close to the hunt, then we're going to be wondering why isn't that the same way it was a couple of years ago? You know, why, why isn't things the same? So the only thing we can look at is who's the head coach. Uh, Tim, thank you very much for the five dollars. Says I give my left arm for them to run the ball thirty times today. Just run it, no matter what. Yeah, I just think that you have to be committed to the running game. I just think that some coordinators become so impatient with the running game that they don't allow for it to develop. They they, they don't they don't appreciate the two and three yards, which I don't understand, especially uh, when you have a defensive minded head coach who understands like how much. A defense actually needs breathers. How much defenses actually need to stay fresh throughout the game, especially with some of these rules catering to the offense. You would think that they would have more of a methodical pace and a good balance of run and pass, but they don't. But you can also say that the reason they don't get into these situations because they're getting blown out, you know, and they have to find themselves playing catch up more times than not. So you got the offense out there that's starting late in the defense. Got to keep on bending but not breaking, bending but not breaking, bending but not breaking. And then finally the offense gets it together around seven minutes and 40 seconds of the fourth quarter, 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. But the defense is pretty much gassed because they spent the majority of their time on the field than the offense did. So you have to be able to complement one another. And that's something that the Saints have been lacking. It's been, it's been a lack of camaraderie, a, a lack of uh, cohesion. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, cohesiveness, excuse me, cohesiveness is it, it, lacking there. And they got to figure it out, man, because time is running out. I'm strolling down. The Ghost 187 says, Tim, if we run 30 times, we'll have almost 200 yards rushing. Well, I don't know if they have 200 yards rushing, but you'll have a well-respected balance attack. Uh, let's see. More likes. <laughs> I I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate y'all uh, putting that out there, man. We're trying to help the show grow. We're trying to do the things we can. So <clears throat> if you like the show, you like the content, I ask that you hit the like button. Uh, keep the likes coming. Let's see. 150 people watching. Now we need 50 more likes. Uh, let's see. Hey, TJ, it's cleanup time. Well, look, it's been cleanup time, man. It's, it, it's, it's been cleanup time. That's why I said it, it's getting a little annoying. And when you keep on saying the same thing and you keep on having these same problems, I mean, it basically just sounds like this to me. Clean up, clean up, everybody everywhere. Clean up, clean up, everybody do your share. I mean, it's, that's what it sounds like to me, right? That's what it sounds like. I mean, clean up this, clean up that, you know? So might as well go out here and give Barney and Baby Bob the same for you because uh, it's, it's bad business. Let's see. Uh, maybe we should trade Thomas soon, TJ. What you think? The next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. I ain't trying to trade no Michael Thomas, man. Look, I get it. Like, the dude been injured, had a little bit bad luck over the years. But, man, we see what this dude is when he's when he playing. And he's he's beneficial. And it's not like, like, let's let's not get it twisted. Let's not act like. The dude over the last couple of games that he played wasn't a hundred yard receiver waiting to happen. He just wasn't getting the ball. I mean, if you go back and watch the you know the the film. He's open, so it's not like you know like he lost the step or he terrible. Like, come on, man! Like, if it wasn't for him, I don't think the Saints win Week One. I don't. I think I think we know that. So I, I'm I ain't talking about trading on Michael Thomas. Look, I get it, right? You know, you're thinking about the injuries. And it's in the back of your mind. You're like, man, you know, maybe we should get rid of him. No, I'm not trying to get rid of him. And then on top of that, right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have a young wide receiver in Chris Olave that's making you not even think about Michael Thomas as far as, like, him not being out there being productive because how special Olave is. So, I mean, him being out, that's, that hurts. But at the same time, we're watching a young possibly a young star rise before our very eyes like as of right now if the season was over Chris Olave would be offensive rookie of the year so I mean the way that I feel about Michael Thomas being injured today is not the same as it was last year when he was the offense 
No, I'm, I'm not trying to get rid of Michael Thomas. I get what you're saying. I understand the frustration. I understand a lot of people starting to like percolate with the, the whole injury prone thing. I understand all that, but I'm not trying to get rid of Michael Thomas. Uh, it don't it don't matter how good you are if you don't play. I agree with that. I agree with that. But you got a lot of guys that ain't playing. You know what I'm saying? If we want to be real, like Alvin Kamara missed, you know, how many games he missed over the last two years, right? You got some stars out there for the exception of uh, Cam Jordan and maybe Demario Davis, like who hasn't really missed like a significant amount of time. I mean, that just happens, man. I'm not trying to make excuses. And like I said, I understand people's frustration because it's like, okay, you bag. Okay, you, you missed all this time. You missed the entire season. And it seemed like, you know, all this stuff that was going on, now you come back and now your foot hurt and now you out for a couple more games. Look, I completely understand that. But I'm not trying to get rid of the dude because of how much, how t- much talent he possesses. I mean, so I'm not trying to get rid of him. I, I, I get it. Like, I really do. I'm not I'm not even I'm not even mad at that statement because uh, you know what I'm saying like it's it is you're human, you know what I'm saying? Like you're human and you think about like how how important and how impactful he can be and he been hurt, you know what I'm saying, and him getting hurt. And you just start thinking about like, man, you know what I'm saying, like what's wrong with this dude? Like, you know, maybe we need to go in another direction. You know, because I I mean, this reminds me. And some of you, uh, some of y'all probably know this dude. You know what I'm saying? He even played for the Saints for a while. Akeem Hicks. You know what I'm saying? Not, you know, no, not Akeem, Hakeem Nicks. Hakeem Nicks. You know, he got drafted out of the University of North Carolina. And he was a really good wide receiver for the Giants. I mean, dude had like, he, he basically, to me, he was almost similar to Michael Thomas. Wasn't the fastest guy in the world, but was a hell of possession receiver had like vice grip for hands and like he you know if you try to you know what I'm saying like try to jam him in man coverage he gonna win that matchup like when Hicks was healthy that boy was a beast and then all of a sudden like a knee injury here or ankle injury there and then he started bouncing around the league and then finally like he, he couldn't find a home anymore so I, I get it right because you know Hakeem Nicks he was he was he was he was truly a, a man he was a beast and him and michael thomas got a lot of similarities but i get that you know but i mean but as we've seen like when when he's out there he's still as dominant as he as he always is but that's a that's a fair that's a fair take for those that i'm not gonna say man that just absolutely you know crazy for you to think like that because i'm pretty sure when it came to even the 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 biggest saints fan you probably thought about Man, what's going on with him and why he can't stay healthy? It sucks. Uh, Brett, the hit man heart. Thank you for the $2. Says, I can help the Saints with execution is my forte. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can, Brett. Five-time WWE champion. What, about full-time in the cottage of the champion? Yeah. Master of the sharpshooter. Yeah, you, you definitely can get him. You can definitely can get him in, in, in shape. Uh, let's see. No, we get a first and a third probably for Mike T., still not worth it the workload he handles alone is impossible to replace yeah um but you know we'll see man we'll see uh mike t hasn't seen the field much in two seasons no team is beating the door down to trade for him right now i don't know if they're beating a door down but if they wanted to trade him they they probably could you know say like a team probably would like <laughs> because of his upside but I don't think that's happening. The Saints have no, the Saints have no interest in trading this dude, and and, and they shouldn't now. But we can uh, still get a first for him if he has a good year. Well, look, I'm not trying to trade Michael Thomas. He have a good year, and you know I want that to be beneficial to the team. I don't, man, I don't want, I don't, I ain't trying to see Michael Thomas getting traded. I, I'm not. You know, people, you, you're basically saying it's because the dude been hurt, but. I mean, when the dude is out there, he's pretty dominant. Like, he, there is no – like, it's not like he hurt and has been back in the fold and has done absolutely nothing. Like, he, he's been out there balling. He's been out there getting uh, – converting on third downs when the ball goes his way. Uh, I mean, he's still less productive. It's just the, the injuries. So, I, I don't want us to just completely, like, just blow this thing out of proportion. Offense will have a better – um no excuses today 
they have to be accountable and defense will take care of the rest as long as the offense does their job with protecting the ball. Yeah. Um, there's, there are no excuses today. I mean, this is do or die basically for me. This is a must win. We, we're not discussing this, but this is a must win unless the saints about to just completely lose their minds and not, not and going like a 12, 13 game winning streak or something like that, you know, because, this is it, man. I mean, another NFC opponent, if you lose to them, it gives them a better opportunity. <clears throat> it gives them a better opportunity, and it gives you an even worse opportunity. Just like just like today, to be honest with you, if you want to be real, we ought to be cheering for the Falcons to beat the, uh, the Bucks. As crazy as that sounds, but we should. Because the Saints actually, you know, as of right now, beat the falcons so if the falcons beat the buccaneers and let's just say you know down the line when the same play the falcons again they and they beat them it gives them a better chance so to me like you got to start racking off some wins and you definitely got to start racking off some wins in your own conference all right so if the saints next week lose to the Bengals, right it's not the end of the world because that's an afc opponent yeah it's a it's a hurtful loss but in the nfc i'd rather them win them nfc games and their division games than to beat Joe Burrow next week. Seriously. Like, right now, it's time to start winning. It's time to start winning, and you definitely want to start winning in your conference. Because if you don't, then your season can be over, and you'll be waiting on tiebreakers and watching the jumbo trying and hoping that this team lose so you can get in the playoffs. Nah, man, it's time to start winning right now. If you're not winning right now, then you're probably not going to win at all. It's just that simple. I want Mike. That's the market is all I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We talking about it from a business aspect. I'm not, I'm not saying, uh, it, you know, I, I'm pretty sure you're working in hypotheticals here, but I'm just saying I, I as a, as for me, I, I wouldn't have any interest in, in trading them. I mean, but you know, this is a business rather have gave up two more first to get Watson. Um, <laughs> let's see. David says, how does Watson make us better right now? Good point because he couldn't play to week eleven anyway. But to me, man, I look, I, I get what people are saying, but I don't think that the Saints' issue is a quarterback problem. It's an offensive execution. It's the offense and the ex- execution problem. It's the way that you dealing with these penalties. It's just the way that the offense is the plays are being called. They're too conservative. I don't know if anybody can win in these type of situations. I don't. I don't know if anybody – now, there are a few quarterbacks out there that can rise above their situation because they're so good they can make the, – they can turn it into their own situation. Like, there's a few quarterbacks out there that can do that. But you got other ones that rely on the, the play calling and the execution in order for them to be successful. So, I don't know, man. I don't know, I don't know if many quarterbacks can be in this situation right now and they'll still generate some wins. I'm just being real. I, I don't know. I don't know if many, like based on how this play call and how conservative they are and how it just seemed like everybody just on a snap count. Like, I don't know what's going on with this. Like you'll see Taysom Hill. He'll be hot as fish grease. He'll run two big plays and then you don't see him again to the fourth quarter. Or you'll see like Mark Ingram getting four and five yards a clip. And then all of a sudden they'll throw the ball seven consecutive times. It, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's like a, it's like a whole bunch of stuff that that go on and it's like they continuously get in their own way like they're complete they can like they'll run the ball i don't know like three four times in an entire half or something like that and be throwing the ball like it just don't make sense no rhyme no reason no nothing you know what i'm saying like it's like on first down well you should run the ball because most people run the ball second down let's see what we at we second and ten so let's try to throw the ball Okay, we had third and two. Okay, let let's let's try to like come on, man. Like, where's the creativity? Where is it? Where is it? Like, where's the where's the creativity? They got to be creative in this game versus the Seattle Seahawks. Let's get back to it. Like, if it don't work, it don't work. But at least, like, you trying, like you trying to do something different. It's just too conservative from the offensive standpoint and a defensive standpoint. And if you're playing scared like that, and if you're playing nervous. You're going to lose more times than not. And to me, it, it just seems like there's no killer instinct with this Saints team this year. 
there's no kill instinct there's no dog mentality like like yesterday okay like yesterday i watched my alma mater jackson state versus alabama state right and after the game coach prime and eddie robinson jr the head coach of the alabama state uh hornets they you know what i'm saying they went to the 50 yard line you know coach robinson jacked his hand away and walked off why because he said he was upset about some of the things that you know that Deion sanders and, and jackson state did like throwing the ball with 40 seconds left on the clock right but it, it rubbed him the wrong way and then Deion sanders response was isn't like when you have the ball the, the objective is try to get it into the end zone you know like i'd rather teams be mad at you know saying that the saints like man these you know it, man he kind of being kind of disrespectful here huh like there, there is no there is no killer instinct y'all remember a couple of years ago i want to say it was 2018 they're like 2018 and the saints were like beating the brakes off the philadelphia Eagles. and then all of a sudden you you see uh sean payton called a wheel route to beat malcolm jenkins for the touchdown i mean it was overkill but at the same time it sent the message that hey man this team like man this team is trying to go for the jugular like not only are we trying to take your heart we trying to take your soul we trying to take everything that you have there is no killer instinct in new orleans right now it's a bunch of it's a bunch of soft play it's a bunch of conservative play and you ain't winning many games like that right or you might go up against a team that's gonna slap you in the mouth and they're gonna be mad disrespectful about it so i just would like for the new orleans saints to get back to being some disrespectful sons of guns every now and then to let teams know man look hey we one of the baddest mofos on the planet and y'all about to get all this smoke i don't get it i don't get it first down let's run the ball second round but where's Taysom? that'll work you know like come on man like be aggressive walk to the you know what i'm saying walk to the stadium with some swag man like some confidence know that you you, you the baddest team on the field but i ain't seeing that but long story short folks uh before we get uh into the game um people that i'm going to be watching in this game uh number one uh i want to see marcus davenport i, I think marcus davenport uh should be a very interesting matchup uh against him uh and the rookie charles cross uh you know that should be interesting we know that charles cross is a guy that a lot of us thought uh the saints may consider maybe moving up to try to acquire um he's a guy you know left tackle out of mississippi state and has had a really solid season so it, it will be interesting to see if davenport can actually win a you know that that matchup um also to see what cam jordan can do you know cam jordan getting the, the hurries and he also got a half a sack along with he and marcus davenport last week uh let, let's see what let's see what could happen also you know demario davis uh has had a solid season uh, i know a lot of people may not believe this but he's ranked the highest among new orleans saints players uh throughout the four games that they played and i get it because you know Pete warner has kind of overshadowed his play because how well p warner has been playing he's leading the league in, in tackles as of right now so he's been a tackling machine but demario davis has really stepped up and made some plays when necessary also i'll be paying attention to seeing what chris harris jr and how many snaps he's going to get you know i'm pretty sure like in certain packages the saints are going to bring him out there we know chris harris is not the chris harris of old like he used to be when he was all pro back in 2016 but he's still a guy that can make some plays and he's a smart guy and you know being a safety uh replacing pj williams who's on ir so he's going to miss at least four games it'll be it's good to have a seasoned veteran back there with 12 years experience that can go alongside some of these other guys and be able to put them in position i think i think it, it pays to have a, a a guy like chris harris who's seen it all and done it all has had over 100 starts i think that kind of is helpful like when you have that type of mentor out there to be able to help uh you know the secondary get into certain positions and also be able to help them identify certain plays so it's always good to have veterans out there um i think that's what that was the role that malcolm jenkins kind of served uh in that secondary uh towards the twilight of his career before he retired so having somebody like that like chris harris or on your roster and maybe taking some snaps is extremely uh beneficial once again i have the saints winning this game by a score of 23 to 16 uh should be an interesting game uh but we don't want to see the game get out of hands it would be great to see the new orleans saints actually have some balance this game it would be great to see the saints hold on to the football in this game 
and also uh, convert on third downs and also utilize the screen game, get Alvin Kamara involved in a passing game in order for him to make plays. And, um, you know, let's try to see if we can get some of these other guys on board. It's not just all it's not about, uh, you know, the sprint sometimes. Sometimes it can be about the marathon. You know, sometimes it doesn't just take you just take one play and just make it a kill. You know, what I'm saying 60 yards down the field. How about going a five or six play drive or a seven to 10 play drive? Uh, keep your defense fresh, control the time of possession. And maybe, I don't know, just maybe don't take your crowd out of the game before it starts. All right. How about winning a game at home? How about that? How about actually winning a game where you, you lay your head? All right. How about that? Uh, how about winning in the Superdome for once? You know what I'm saying? It's been a while since the Saints actually won the Superdome, which that, that sounds like blasphemy. You know, if you've been following the New Orleans Saints over the last uh, couple of years. Um, but uh, I got my uh, big brother, EJ, who just chimed in. EJ, how you doing, man? I'm sorry, man. I can't hear you. Uh, I can't I can't hear you. OK, we're going to let him uh, dial back in. But yeah, anyway, um, how about winning at home? You know, how about how about doing that? All right. Can you hear me? I guess he, he haven't. I guess it's an issue with your uh, microphone. All right. So while he's doing that, we try to see if we can uh, try to get him on the line. I think he's having some issues with his uh, his mic set up. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hardy uh, was trying to do too much. Saw a couple guys do it. Just a few uh, too many mistakes. Yeah. I mean, but that what happens when. That's what happens when you're losing and it just seems like, oh, you know, like everything's going wrong. I got to do something before it gets way out of hand. It happens, right? You know, but you can't do too much. And that, that's one of my that's one of my issues also. I just feel like this team is a little bit too uptight. It's like people are, are starting to, I don't want to say panic, but it just seems like to me like you want to take accountability but you don't want to take accountability like, okay, it's on me. Like, no, it's still a team game, right? You still got to trust the process. But you got too many guys when the Saints, like, you know, start losing by seven or maybe, uh, you know, 10 points. Then all of a sudden, like, here come guys, like, just start trying to force their game to happen. And that's not going to happen. It's not. It is not going to happen. You're going to end up making mistakes because you're too uptight and you're trying too hard. And that's kind of what teams want. They want you to, like, start to panic so they can take advantage of what you're trying to do right so they can take advantage of your effort like you trying to you know lunge forward you know what i'm saying that may make you you know cause you to kind of you know make the run the ball a little bit you know what i'm saying with less strength or hold on to it so they can just easily pop it out because now you're so focused on man i gotta get two more yards for this first down like all that kind of stuff you know when you start thinking like that that's when the mistakes start to arrive Boy, if we don't win today, I'm going to burn my wife's Seahawks jersey. Nah, don't do that, nah. <laughs> Say, don't burn your wife. Don't burn your wife's jersey, nah. Nah, we don't want that. Uh, but let's see. Um, they just need a little miracle as all saints of talent. I don't think they need no miracle. I just think they need to execute and win. Miracles are for teams that that don't have the talent, don't have the ability to win. This team has the ability to win. It'd just be nice to see it happen every now and then versus, you know, I don't know, never happening. You know, it'll feel like it never happens. All I know is Traquan better prove something to me. I want to see Hill play uh, at tight end and Hardy better not drop one return. Well, look, I don't, look I'm not looking for Traquan Smith to prove anything to me. If, if we looking for Traquan Smith to prove something in order for the Saints to win, boy, would we be in trouble? No, no disrespect to Traquan. Like Traquan has stepped up and made some clutch catches. I, I mean, like the guy or not, but man, he's made some clutch catches uh, to keep the Saints in, in the game. So I'm not expecting for him to go out there and go for five catches for 117. But what I am expecting, like if if he's open, catch the ball, right? He had a 16-yard catch last week that was clutch. Like, how about that? You know, like going out there making, making, making some things happen. Like, I'm not expecting for him to go off. You know, I'm not expecting Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase out there. 
But you know, if you if you you know they throw the ball to you, catch it, right? You know, but I mean, he's been he's come up clutch. So if he can just catch a couple passes that come his way, then I think they'll be fun. And like I said, just run the football. Just just run the football. Let's have a balanced attack, and let's just hold on to the football. Uh, I'm not trying to make an excuse, but the refs did more for Minnesota to win than we did to lose that game last week. Brandon, look, I get it. That makes a lot of sense. Y'all, y'all heard me go off on the referees, but how about not putting it into the hands of the referees? How about executing so well that they can't deny you? How about not being so involved in these nip and tuck games to a point where, hell, you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, you know, you looking like I hope the referee don't screw us this week. How about that? You know, how how about that? I'm just saying, like, I get these referees been screwing the New Orleans Saints, and we know this. I mean, there's analytics to support this. Players have spoken out about this. But if you know this, like, think about this, man. If you had a man or a woman that you know didn't have your best interest at heart, why the hell are you still with them? Why are you still trying to push the issue? It's obvious that they're not good for you, right? So what are you going to do? You have to rise above that situation. You got to, you know, you got to move on. Seriously, if you know the Saints, the Saints fans, the organizations, the coaches, the players, all of us know that the referees more times than not do not have the best interests of the New Orleans Saints at heart. So how about taking it out of the referees' hands? How about not, you know what I'm saying, continuously, you know, giving these guys ammunitions to screw you over week after week? And, and some people will say, well, this is the NFL. This is the NFL, you know, the, the margin for, for error is very, very thin. Like, I get all that. But how about executing? How about not shooting yourself in the foot? How about going out there, not jumping inside? How about, you know, not fumbling a football, giving these teams hope that they shouldn't even be in the same stadium with you when it comes to talent or execution? How about that? Giving these guys hope. How about how about not doing that? And maybe just maybe we won't be having to continuously talk about how bad the referees are when it comes to Saints football. Jordan, thank you very much for the 499. Says, I appreciate Sean Payton for everything and I respect his retirement. But have you ever wondered why he never drafted a quarterback even though Breeze was aging? Well, they wanted a quarterback. His name was Patrick Mahomes. But the Chiefs took him, right? And, and look, I'm not trying. I'm, I'm Honestly, I'm not I'm not trying to just draft a quarterback just to draft a quarterback. Like well, we yeah, had what Garrett Grayson, you know what I'm saying? He was he was terrible. You know, like there, there's there are some moments where you know you might end up having to draft a person, you know what I'm saying, draft a player, but it, it should it should never well, I put it like this: it should never be to a point where you feel like you know what I'm saying, I have to get this guy because. This is what we need. No, you go for like the best player available. So if you like, maybe there was a time where you like hindsight is 2020, right? If you go back and you look at like some quarterbacks that have come into the league, like them or not, like people like Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins and, you know, like guys that you can win some games with them, you know what I'm saying? But how many, you know, it's like hindsight is 2020. Like you, you did not know what Patrick Mahomes was gonna end up being. You did like you didn't know, I don't know what Josh Allen was gonna end up being. Like Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. Like you just draft these guys just to draft them. And it's like, man, I hope for the best, put a put a system behind them. And Sean Payton has never been that way. You know, Sean Payton is a is a guy who gets to where he feels like would be a good fit for the team. So once again, hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, we can look at these guys now and be like, man, why we ain't draft them? Like Lamar Jackson. Like, you had opportunity to draft Lamar Jackson, right? You did. You had you had an opportunity to draft Lamar Jackson, and you didn't. You decided to go with Davenport. But I'm pretty sure they probably thought, you know, you know, Lamar Jackson, elite talent when it comes to the speed, not so much at the quarterback position. But now look at him. Jalen Hurts, same thing. So... I can't really fault a team for like trying to, you know, do the draft their way. 
and they probably felt like that you know those guys wouldn't have been a good fit for the offense they were trying to run i i get it i'm not i'm not in a business of just drafting guys just for the simple fact of drafting them because they there we got a whoop since it's uh tonight packers just lost to the giants i mean it must mean man the giants must be pretty doggone good uh laughing let's see we got to play better tonight in guys and <laughs> not guys eyes lamar won a heisman and we passed up on it oh man but that don't mean nothing i mean i can tell you a lot of guys who won the heisman ain't paying out in the nfl all i'm saying is hindsight is 2020 nobody nobody thought like lamar jackson would be as great as he is right now i mean all this all this is like we we have the benefit of seeing this play out in real time but at the time they probably thought like you know davenport would have been you know what i'm saying should have been or was better and if it and if you think about like davenport's upside like minus the injuries and what he's doing like you can completely understand like why the same drafting him like you can you can get it you know you you can completely understand like let's just say if davenport is who he is and you don't no, you know what I'm saying? You don't know his injury history. You telling me that was a bad decision? I wouldn't. Um, let's see. I'm gonna read one more and then we're gonna go ahead and get up out of here. Lamar Jackson does not want to return to sign with the Ravens at all. They offered him homes type, um, homes type of money, and he turned that down to go to another team. He does not want to come back to the Ravens at all. I don't believe that. I think that they were trying to negotiate a contract. He didn't like it. And um, I think that they were kind of hesitant on him being the future of the franchise. And now, and now he's out there, you know, doing his thing. Yo, E, can you hear me? See if he can, see if he ever hooked up. Well, I guess not. But, um, but yeah, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, I, I just think that he's betting on himself. And now, you know, he's playing so well, he's going to make the, the market and they're going to make the money go even higher. Uh, But thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Shouts out to everybody here. Uh, Hope everybody enjoyed the game. I ask that the 202 people watching this right now uh, hit the like button if you have not already. Uh, Hopefully this can be a good game. Uh, hopefully we get a victory so we can talk about i'll be back at halftime to break down uh, what happened in the first half and of course we'll have our week five post game show where we break down what happened between the seattle seahawks and the new orleans saints hope everybody has a great day hope we saying who that all day long because i'm gonna start it off by saying paxton say who that who that all right who that <laughs>